0: and I would try to clean them up, but let me tell you, she was as particular as any person on the planet. It is really easy to be particular about picking up leaves when you're not the one picking them up. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because they just blow in, they blow out. It It was a terribly difficult job, and especially for a kid who would much rather be playing baseball or football or something than sweeping up these leaves. And she would call me back after I got home and say, could you come back? I found two leaves, and if you could get them. And then, Now, I lived along, I was a child a long time ago, but still, even when I was a kid, the minimum wage was $3.35 an hour, which isn't very much at all. She was paying me $0.35. So it was a rough job. Everybody has struggles in life, don't they? Whatever place you're in. Everybody has struggles that are difficult, and especially leaders. And tonight we're going to talk about that, that leaders take on challenging responsibilities. There are some things that are just flat tough That leaders deal with now whenever we put up men for example to be elders or deacons one of the things that the preacher always does is give sermons about the the challenges of what the elders need the elders will face and the challenges that deacons will face and why those are jobs that are so important but at the same time so so difficult and so we we always do that and with good reason we do that but tonight we're going to talk about someone who took on a challenge that was a little bit different than any of our modern day elders, as far as I know, take on. Certainly different than any other preachers or ministers take on. And, and, and I I know we have a couple of elders here tonight, and let me just tell you this is a challenge we're talking about tonight that you don't want. Okay? If you have your Bibles or look on the screens in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 25 through 28, we go back to the story of Hannah. Do you remember Hannah? Hannah and Penaniah were the wives were wives that fought sometimes because Peninnah and Elkanah had children, but Peninnah, but but Hannah and, and Elkanah didn't. And, and, and Hannah was so sad and she prayed for that baby. And finally God gave her that baby, but she had said that she would dedicate it to the Lord if he would give her that child. And so now we get to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 25 through 28. And it said, When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy, that is Samuel, to Eli. And she said to him, Pardon me, my Lord. As surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. And I prayed for this child. And the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Now, I don't know if you completely understand what's happening there. By this time, he is weaned, and so maybe he's a two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, whatever he would be, and the Lord, and, and Hannah says, Eli, you're the leader. He's yours. He's going to live here with you from now on. Now, you think about these cute little little kids we, we have tonight, Owen and, and Will and Luke and David. It would be a shock if... Jerry, we're out in the, in, who's here, one of our elders, we're out in the foyer and you just said, here is my child, he, he's yours now. Can you imagine what that would be like for Eli? Eli literally got that, he's yours now. I'll come back every year and worship here and see how he's doing. Wow, what a What a responsibility. But Eli takes on that responsibility. Leaders take on challenging responsibilities that they don't imagine whenever it's all coming their way sometimes. You can't prepare for something like that. But leaders also deal with personal disappointments. Now, there are enough disappointments that happen within any group of people. We all get very disappointed. We get disappointed sometimes when our friends do things that we know our friends shouldn't be doing. We get disappointed when, we, when church members, especially leaders, know of, of marriages in trouble or people who are falling away from Jesus or whatever it may be. They deal with disappointments. But leaders also deal with personal disappointments. Sometimes we may think or act like leaders don't have personal lives that are also tumultuous sometimes. We forget sometimes that our leaders, they're not just dealing with our issues. They're dealing with their own issues as well. In 1 Samuel 2.12, the Bible says, Eli's sons were scoundrels. They had no regard for the Lord. Now, for a man who loves God the way Eli does, a man who has committed his whole life to the Lord, working for the Lord, living for the Lord literally... Everything he sees is God's, lives in, in God's house or next to it. And now here his sons are known as scoundrels, Hophni and Phinehas. I always like their names, Hophni and Phinehas. They sound like they should have been in, in a, a Christmas carol, don't they? You know, like the ghost of Christmas past or something. They're scoundrels. This doesn't say Eli did not raise the best boys. It doesn't say that Eli's boys were we're not that smart. It doesn't say that Eli's boys were, were struggling with sin. It doesn't say anything like that. It says they were just flat scoundrels and had not even a little bit of regard for the Lord. They had no regard for God. Can you imagine what that's like for Eli because his sons should be priests that, that are following in his footsteps so it's not as if their lives the life of a leader is just everything is wonderful and everyone holds hands and sings kumbaya at home. In 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verses 22 through 25 continues on about his sons. Says now Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel and how they slept with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, the report I hear spreading among the Lord's people is not good. If one person sins against another, God may mediate for the offender. But if anyone sins against the Lord, who will intercede for them? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. Wow. Can you imagine... This is the disappointment. This isn't just like getting on Facebook and seeing something you don't like that your kids are doing. It's way past that. Everywhere he goes, he's hearing about how bad his sons are, about the sexual sins they're committing with people right there at the tent of meeting. This is like at the church building to us. I mean, it's everywhere he goes. You know, one of the things that I don't know if you are like this, but... As my mother got older, there were things I didn't tell my mother about people. I didn't want her to be disappointed. I didn't want her to think badly of someone, even if things weren't the best. There's one of our friends, Barbara, and I talks about who. who I guess the phrase is really went off the rails, but I never told my mother. And my and Barbara always says I'm sure she knew. I said, Well, is she didn't hear it from me ever, because I just couldn't break that kind of news to her. I just could not tell her where this person had ended up. Here Eli is, the Bible emphasizes that he is an old man. And all he hears about every day is how sinful his kids are. You know, that just makes me even more frustrated with his kids because obviously they have no regard for God, and that is the biggest part. But people we can see in the flesh and know how they are hurting their parents like that, parents who love them and don't care, leaders deal with disappointments. Leaders deal with personal disappointments. They mourn over their children. They mourn over their, their, their sons-in-law and daughters-in-law. They mourn over their grandkids. They mourn. It's not just as if everything is great and the only thing they have to think about are our problems. They have their own internal issues to deal with as well. Well, even despite all those things, and maybe because they know the problems that can come, leaders mentor the future. We have a lot of folks in this congregation that don't have official titles that right now are involved in mentoring. They are official mentors. Some of our middle-aged and older folks for younger folks. A lot of our women are involved in that. Some of our men are involved in that type of thing as well. Some officially and some unofficially. Great thing. The idea of mentoring others to help them along the way. You know, it's... It's kind of scary to me sometimes, well, one of Annabeth's friends or Emma's friends the other day, for example, called me and said, I'm just calling for life advice. And in one way, I was very honored. In the other way, I realized this meant I am an old man. I knew, I knew where I'd come to. But it's that idea that a leader is going to try to make the future better than what their present was. A leader is going to try to help younger folks or younger in business or younger in the faith or just younger in age not fall in the same potholes that they did or in the same potholes that they saw other people fall into. And that is exactly what Eli is doing with Samuel. And you see that in 1 Samuel chapter 3 in verses 8 through 12. This is that famous story that some of you knew if you grew up going to Bible class that you saw. I still remember the big pictures in the flip chart that the teacher would show. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone, everyone who hears about it tingle. That's an interesting phrase. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. Now, that part we're going to deal with in a minute, but I want you to see the first part here. Eli is mentoring Samuel. He is mentoring the future. He is mentoring really the man who will take his job, the man who will lead all of Israel, who will then be the one that goes and helps helps Solomon become that, that king, the first king of Israel. But here he is. He says, you know, Samuel doesn't know what to do. Here I am, Eli. What do you need? Hey, it's not me, but I want you to go back. Lie down. When you lie down and you hear the voice then you say, what is it you want, Lord? Here I am. He is mentoring him. He's teaching him because Samuel doesn't know. He's not mean to him. He's not thumping him on the back of the head. He's being kind to him, giving him direction. That's what a leader does. A leader gives direction. A leader guides, not in a mean way, not in a manipulative way, not in a way that makes people revolt, but in a way that leads them in the right direction. Now, leaders stay faithful even when the future is discouraging. You heard what Samuel said there, or what God said to Samuel, that God said, it's not going to be good for Eli. It's going to be bad. The future future is bleak for Eli. And so leaders stay faithful even when the future is discouraging. I wish the future were always positive. I wish it was always everything's going to be great. Don't you love those times when everything's going well? I remember a little cartoon that I saw in a, in, a, in a magazine once. They now call them memes, but they used to be called cartoons. They're basically the same thing, right? But I remember they were talking about, this was back in the early 90s, and they were talking about how to do the stock market in, at that moment. And what it was was you put a target up on your wall that had the names of all the, all the high-tech companies, and then you threw darts and you just picked wherever it hit because you were, you can make money with anything there for a moment. Isn't it great when everything is good? But everything isn't always good. Sometimes we're not happy with the culture that we're living in. Sometimes we're not happy even with the church, and there are wonderful people and wonderful elders who are doing everything they know how to do in some places, and the church is declining. And, and, and then somehow they keep leading anyway. There are people that that lead in, a, in families, even when families won't listen. It doesn't matter what you say. They're not listening, but they keep faithful to God even when they know it's difficult. 1 Samuel 3, verses 15 through 18. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. You can understand why. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, here I am. Well, what was it he said to you, Eli asked. Now Eli, he's going through something difficult here. Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so ve- severely, if you hide from anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Now here's the kicker line. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Wow. Eli is saying, I am more faithful to God and God's plan than I am to my own plan and even to my own family. It would be easy to say, oh boy, I got to go get to, to Hophni and Phinehas and tell them to get out of town, right? I got I to tell them to get out of here. But instead he says, I'm going to trust God even when the news and the future is bad, because God is the one in charge. God is the one who created this world. God is the one who sustains this world. And we stay faithful to God, even when the news is discouraging and the future is bad. Well, Eli died tragically, but faithfully. You may remember the news. He heard his sons died. You may, you may know how this happened. He heard the news that his sons died and he fell backward off a tree stump, hit his head and died. Wow, what a terrible way to go. Honestly, I don't really know what is a good way to go, right? They're all bad because of what's on the other side, right? Because of, it means you're dead. Well, Eli dies. Very tragically, but faithful to God. Eli didn't give up his faith. He, maybe he wasn't the best father. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe it was just that his sons made really poor decisions and his sons didn't listen to their father. Whatever it was, he did a great job with Samuel and he was faithful to God and did what God wanted. He dies tragically, but he dies faithfully. And what's important in the end is not how we, how we die as far as is in an accident or by disease, but that we die faithfully that we we die devoted to God, that God is number one, that we have given everything to God. That is what matters in the end. And so this is my question for you tonight. Is my faith based on God or circumstance? Lots of folks would tell you it's God, but it might really be circumstance. When the money is flowing, yes, I'm a Christian but when it's not, where is God? When my health is good, things are great. God is good, but when my health is bad, where is God? When my kids are doing what I love and what I want them to do and they love God, things are great. But what if they don't love God? What if they don't stay faithful to Jesus? Is my faith based on God? Or circumstance I pray tonight that our faith is based on God but that's a question we have to ask over and over and over what am I being faithful to the promises of God or to God himself so tonight maybe you need to be baptized into Jesus and have your sins washed away receive the gift of the of the Holy Spirit you can do that tonight and others of us you may need prayer And you can go to our website and ask for prayer there. Tell us if it's public or private. Or you can email us at elders at mcoc.org because we want to help each other be faithful to God and help each other through struggles. Come tonight as we stand and sing.